0: welcome back to the second episode of this season today i've got a very special guest i think a lot of people that are listening are going to know who this guest is and it's somebody i've been following for a while been watching his content and you know paying attention to what he does on twitter i'd like to introduce omar agag how you doing bro
1: i'm doing well man thank you for having me on appreciate it
0: yeah yeah very happy to have you on today but let's you know what let's just get straight into it so I've been I've been following you for a while and I have seen you know some of your other videos doing it with other guests and a lot of the time I see you talking about you know all your strategies and how to trade your USD and whatnot but I haven't really seen anything on how you actually got into trading and yeah let's just start with that how how did you you know when did you start trading how did you get into it
1: yeah, man. So I actually started, my journey uh, with trading in general started in 20, towards the end of 2016, beginning of 2017. Uh, Pretty much, like I was I was doing a major for physical therapy, so I was wanting to become a physical therapist. Then I kind of had like that light bulb moment, like, all right, so I have to finish this four-year degree. I have to do another three years and then pot, like, and the cost of it was like over like $100,000 for like the three years of doctorates after that and then the average salary starting was around like 80 grand right obviously like physical therapists can make a lot more money when they open up their own clinics after they have like you know a couple years of experience and like build a book of business um but then i'm like you know what that's the same route as like just in any entrepreneur so i was like all right that kind of turned me off so i just dropped out towards the end of uh, 2016 and like i kind of just want to see all right do, am i going to change my major am i going to what, what am i going to do and then in 2017, um, one of my friends who was actually trading stocks, he was my roommate, he was actually, he's the one who introduced me to like the whole idea of trading. And that's kind of where everything began. Once once he kind of showed me that there was a route to make money online like that, right, I was always interested. And that's when I went down the rabbit hole, start off with stocks. Um, Surprisingly enough, I actually became profitable trading equities with a very specific strategy that I had like, you know, I learned. Uh, fairly quick. It wasn't too, it didn't take too long. It took about maybe like, you know, four months or so Um, compared to like, you know, how long it took me with Forex. Uh, but then I wanted to scale it up a little bit because here in the States, we actually have to have a $25,000 account just to day trade. Right. So then that was kind of a turnoff and you were only limited to three day trades per week. If you don't have a $25,000 account. And that's when one of my friends in 2018, the summer of 2018, around July, introduced me to forex and that's kind of where my journey with fx pretty much began man like 2018 the summer of 2018 i was introduced to forex he brought up to me like hey you know like if you're doing well with um stocks but you want to scale it up why not just go to fx because you, you have higher margins you don't need to fund an account uh too much because of the margin requirements because of the margin that is like you know that these brokers have one to 500 and you can scale up a lot faster. So that was something of interest. And that's when my forex journey pretty much began man. 2018. And I haven't looked back since. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting switch. Um, The physical therapy stuff
0: is, is quite interesting. I'm, I'm super into the, that whole, you know, fitness side and learning about yeah. those things as well. Pro, probably not as much as you considering you're going to do, you know, a whole degree on it, but it's so coming over to forex. So when you said, um, you needed a $25,000 account. Is that for equities?
1: Yeah, exactly. So there's a, something called a PDT rule, which is a patent day trader rule. Yep. So in order for you to um, execute more than three day trades per week, you needed to have 25 grand in your account. So that was like the major, major turnoff. And honestly, even now to this day, a lot of people like who are trading equities, they always talk about how they kind of hate that rule and stuff like that. Because, I mean, listen, and $25,000, especially if someone who's, like, you know, maybe coming out of college or who's even in college, mm-hmm. they may not have that twenty five dollars to fund an account. And even some people, like, you know, they don't want to fund an account twenty five dollars because if that's all they have, you know, like, do you really want to put into an account where you could possibly lose it all? You know what I mean? To the market. So, that was always a turn off. There was a prop firm, um, surprisingly enough, that I was trading with. They were mm-hmm. called TradeNet. Um, it, it was, it's very similar to the platforms that we have now, but the only difference was there was no evaluations. Like you paid for an account, you got it. You know what I mean? You got education, you got a chat room and you got a funded account. And honestly, I think that was very, that was very, I think, um, important that I got all that for one funded account. You know, like you could get like a $14,000 account, $700 equity drawdown for like $500 profit, uh, $500. And it came with a chat room. And it came with uh, education. So that was kind of like, I think th- that, that program honestly really helped me to become profitable off the gate because like every you you were there with other traders who had experience. You were there, you had a, an account that you could trade and withdraw every month. And, you know, you could obviously, um, you obviously had the video courses as well. So you can kind of learn. So So yeah, man, that was actually a really good deal now that I think about it yeah that's quite cool
0: um with I guess these accounts in general you know prop firms and whatnot they make it very accessible for I guess you know you could say the average person to start trading because like you said $25,000 that's you know that's quite a large amount and I guess I don't know about you but most of the people around me trying to trade around my age they're quite young and most of them are still in school still in you know university college and trying to save up Twenty five thousand, especially if you're listening and you're from London, that's near enough impossible these days. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm quite grateful. You know, all these prop firms being here, this opportunity being on the table. As long as you kind of get that skill set, it's very easy to now you know actually make use of it and make decent money. But
1: yeah i couldn't agree with you more man that's it's funny because i didn't even like when i started trading forks back in 2018 i I legit didn't even start trading prop firms until this year i tried it once on last year i had i filled a couple accounts with like ftmo last year i had one account with ftmo withdrew like you know maybe a couple thousand dollars then blew that one then i finally got another one with funding talent but they obviously went under and i never got my first payout with them unfortunately um, but I didn't even, you know, it's crazy. I, I legit did not even know about funding programs until like I didn't really get super, super into them until this year, you know? But I heard I mean I heard they've been around since like 2018, 2019. Now. So yeah, I mean, I wish I knew I would have been I would have been trying that yeah. a lot sooner. So do you
0: think that switchover, right? So of course you're trading personal funds to start with. So do you think that switch over to trading with these prop firms was difficult or easier?
1: How was that for you? Well, honestly, man, um, it, it, it's it's weird because like, I, I so um, so the way I, I kind of approached it, right? I had a really big December of tw- last year in 20, uh, 2021. Yep. So I had a really big month yep. in December. I had a really big month in January, but I, it was like a lot of stress because like, you know, it is your own capital at the end of the day, even when, because some people say, oh yeah, well, you know, once let's say you, you flip an account from like $10,000 to let's say $25,000, right? And people will be like, "Oh yeah, you just take out your principal, and then you have fifteen grand, and it's like house money." But I don't have that mentality. Like the money that I earn from the market, I I, I view it as my money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, you know, it just it was just stressful. And plus, I'm I'm kind of, I'm somewhat high risk. I'm not like I've seen people way more high risk than me, but it was just a little bit stressful. Um, Trying to trade that. So in February, that's when I kind of like, all right, you know what? I'm just gonna pay for a 300k FTMO. So I'm gonna buy a 100k account, and a 200k account, put them on a trade copy, and let's do it. So I did pass that challenge right away. Um, mm-hmm. But th- but I will be honest. Like I did have to because I did um I don't, like you followed me on Twitter for a while. So I publicly stated when I lost the account, yeah, and right. then I got I got the max allocation like about a month after. And one thing that I I really learned is like. Sometimes, like the way I used to trade before, was kind of more like um, I don't like kind of like you know I don't know if you know traders who kind of scale into levels, and then as they see more confirmation, they'll keep adding, and then like if they get a big move that they're looking for, you know what I mean, it's gonna play out. That that was kind of my approach, right? Because again, I used like there's some people who care about like these sniper entries and all this stuff, but the way I kind of viewed it is like how many how many moves are you gonna miss when you have all these sniper entries, or let's say you put a stop loss into tight. You're going to miss a lot of moves and you're going to take a lot of unnecessary losses. And now that was my reality, right? Because whenever I used to trade with a very tight stop loss or even just a stop loss in general, right? Price can hit like, let's say a four hour zone multiple times. And like, let's say if you, if you got in an M15 entry, then you might actually get stopped out and then price is still like the structure, nothing's changed. And then you get the move that you're looking for a day later. So that was, so I had to adjust in the sense of like, all right, I have to really kind of hone in on you know like my my entries because scaling in works and stuff like that but the problem with like because you have like a max amount that you can't lose per day even if you get more profits throughout the account the funded account you know you you still have to be very you have to be very diligent with your risk um so that's one thing that I kind of learned that's why like it was a little bit of a transition. Uh, but again, like because I already had the concepts and I've already like kind of learned a lot of the stuff in terms of like you know confirmation entries, I just had to actually apply it and just be okay with the cons that you know what I might get stopped out of a trade it might work out later on. But again, I can always just re-enter. You know what I mean? So. It was a little bit of an adjustment period because of the of the risk parameters and the way I was previously trading. So but outside of that, I don't think it's too outside of that, I think that most people can get funded to be honest, because you can oh, even if you want that scaling approach, you can just lower your lot size and just make sure that, okay, if I'm playing within like let's say a fifty pip range, right? And let's say my max drawdown for the day is a five thousand dollars. I can't get in more than like ten lots. like if I'm playing with ten lots, total on scaling in a fifty pip range you know, I might have to make sure that I don't get any like my max lots is going to be seven lots in that area. So yeah, I mean, outside of that, I think, um yeah, man, I think anyone could honestly get funded if they have the skill set, to be honest, yes. it's just whether or not they want to go that route.
0: Mm, mm, definitely, you do have to, well, depending on how you trade, you're gonna to have to make some changes to your <laughs> system and kind of adapt to the rules, especially because some of the prop firms, they do have even though there's slight differences, they have differences in how much you can lose or your equity drawdown and things like that. And like you said, I think on personal accounts, most people do risk more. Um, so on funded accounts, I see most people risk along the lines of 0.5 or 1% on trades. But on personal yeah. accounts, most people, you know, they're doing two, three, sometimes even four, five percent. So making that adjustment and coming over, and you know, it's is it's difficult, but you know, it's genuinely worth it. It's one of those changes that if you stick to it for a bit and get consistent, it's really going to pay off. But so you're speaking about the concepts that you use, right? And I know that some of your learnings come from ICT, um, Inner Circle Trader, if you guys don't know who that is. So how how did you actually, um, you know, first find ICT? Because I think you said you going into Forex in 2018. And, well, I, I wasn't trading back then, um, but I don't think he was as well-known and stuff. So how did you come by him?
1: yeah um yeah he's definitely i i kind of realized that too like looking back at after that after you saying that yeah i don't think he was he was still big in 2018 but like now it's like you know like now it's a lot lot he's definitely getting a lot more notoriety but yeah the way i kind of learned so like the the friend who put me on to forex right this was the summer of 2018 so like around july that's when i kind of like learned basic technicals went to baby pips um you know and then i actually was in a group chat with him and a bunch of other people who've been trading for a while. And they had a bunch of courses that they like, that they were all like, you know, sharing. So I remember I first learned from Steve Morrow. So they had a Steve Morrow has beat the market maker boot camp. I'm not familiar. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but he had like a boot camp. It was like about 20 hours long. Mm -hmm. And that was my first introduction to like, you know, like market makers, smart money concepts, so to speak, because he was talking like he would talk like he he had a lot of the similar concepts where he used in his system, whereas like a lot of like the Asian range. A lot of kill zones, a lot of like you know uh, liquidity pools, um stuff like that, but, um with Steve Morrow, right? I was like I'll, I'll, are you familiar with Steve Morrow? I just want to know like No, nah, no. Nah. is he is he American? uh yeah, I think so on I'm, I'm not even sure to be honest uh, yeah. I just remember like i just one of my friends gave me the, his boot camp and stuff like that, he had already purchased it and he just gave it to me, like the, um he had like the recording, so he just gave it to me, uh but essentially, yeah, like dude, he was just trading like. He, he was string with a lot of indicators as well like with mm. the divergence but he was also using some smart money concepts so nonetheless that's kind of who the first person i was like you know uh, exposed to and like i had a really good like i really liked his divergence system because it was like a reversal type strategy and i always like i always liked reversals uh back then and yeah man i was actually doing pretty uh, surprisingly again like because i was like locking in it was like a 12, 20 hour boot camp. I was watching it like throughout the, every single weekend whenever I had the chance, even throughout the week. So I was really like going ham with it. And then the interesting part about that, like I remember, I had flipped the account from two thousand dollars to six thousand um, in like about a two and a half week period. Obviously, I wasn't using like that great of risk management, but again, I was just confident with his his type of style of trading that it just re- really resonated with me. Um, and then obviously, you know, I kind of realized like, you know what, there got to be more to the markets because the way he preaches it is like the markets moves in three. Essentially, a, like I, now looking back at it, it was more like a sell model, buy model yeah. um, where ICT kind of teaches it, but he kind of had his like own little spin to it. But I knew that like when he was saying that, right. And then you would look at a chart and then you see that there was like a market that was trending for like weeks or months, you know what I mean? I'm like, all right, clearly the market doesn't just move in threes. So mm-hmm. I want to get a little bit more, you know, I want to get a little bit more sophisticated with my trading and that's what one of my friends in the group chat um was like oh yeah you know like you should check out ICT then because that guy he uses some of his concepts so I'm like all right cool I'm gonna check out ICT he opened up an enrollment in September Uh, and honestly I didn't even know that much about ICT at the time but I was already sold on like all right well this guy Steve Morrow uses some of his concepts you know it was only 150 a month you know yeah for 12 months but again 150 per month for me at the time wasn't really nothing to it wasn't like that much of a financial commitment so i'm like all right you know what worst case scenario i could just drop off if i don't really like the guy's teachings and yeah and um he had a lot of youtube videos i I skimmed through a couple of them but they were kind of scattered so i was like you know what i I like something a little bit more structured and so yeah i just joined the mentorship in 2018 um and yeah i actually completed the full 12 months as well yeah
0: that's quite cool so of course I haven't been through all of his, you know, 12-month content. It is out there on the internet now, you know. Yeah, yeah. So with with that, right, with his mentorship, do you think that if kind of someone brand new or someone that knows the basics at least was to take that mentorship, they'd be able to become a profitable (laughs) trader from that?
1: Um, well, yeah. like uh, So this is the thing, right? Profitability is ultimately going to come down to the individual because, and this is one thing um, ICT talks about too. And honestly, I, I couldn't agree more with him, like where he talks about, he is not going to essentially be responsible for someone being profitable and he's not going to be responsible for anyone being not profitable. Because at the end of the day, we all know it's like psychology, right? Because at the end of the day, you could be a, you could be a perfectionist. You could have um, some really good skill in terms of identifying when the market is going to move. You can be perfect at all of that, right? But then if you can't execute well or you can't stick to your plan, it's honestly not going to matter how well-versed you are in his concepts. But I do think that anyone who goes through a 12-month mentorship, I don't think it needed need to be that long. Again, like that's not a dig at him. Like I'm, like it's its genuinely not, it's just my personal experience, right? And people could disagree, it's fine. But I just personally think that the 12 months wasn't necessarily necessary for, for the way I at least trade. Because the way I trade... I feel like a lot of the concepts I've used um from him could have been taught in probably a month, two months. and then let's say you know a twelve month mentorship where he does like the because he does commentaries where he talks about like you know, he'll break down charts, you know in um while the market is trading in the sense of like, all right, well, I think the market's gonna go from here to here. That was the most insightful part in my opinion of the twelve months because you got to see him kind of implementing the stuff in action and then you kind of pick and choose okay what how am i how, what is the type of um, style that i want to implement from the concepts but the the fact that he was showing you week in week out like okay i think the the moves like you know the um, the euro for example is going to like you know I, i'm watching this level and i want to see this at this level like that that type of commentary really really helped so i yeah i think it's it was i don't think he does it anymore but i think it was well worth it i mean listen i mean at the end of the day all that 12 months even though if, if i think the education part could have been compacted into a smaller amount, right? That's just my opinion. Yeah. Nonetheless, the 12 months of him actually like w- getting the commentary insight, that was well worth it for sure. And I think that helps a lot of traders. And the thing is, right, if anyone's listening to this, like they have to kind of realize too, a lot of people, cause I was in the mentorship with a, few, with a few other friends and like, dude, they were never watching the weekly commentaries. And it wasn't even like the weekly commentaries were like signals or like it's, but it was the application and the lessons inside of the weekly commentaries that helped me pick up on specific things like, and it's just very like when people talk about experience, right? You had someone with over 20 years of experience in ICT that was giving you his insight in the sense of not even just, like, I didn't even care about like, oh, thought the market was going. But inside of that, he would be talking about, okay, you want to see this at this level because of X reason, right? And then when you kind of constantly hear that, Right. Over a 12 month period. And I was watching those videos very diligently because there was always like notes that I could have taken from that. I think that was the most invaluable experience of the mentorship personally. Like the education could have been probably summarized in like maybe, you know, a couple months. Right. But from, from what I personally use, right, because I don't use all the stuff um, that he talks about in the mentorship but in the sense of like you know um the weekly com- the weekly commentaries i think within a 12 month period and you kind of like seeing his insight for a whole year um i think that was by far the most invaluable part of the mentorship for sure so yeah. i think anyone could become profitable ultimately yeah like i think anyone could be profitable going through that mentorship i think also people could be profitable going through other mentorships Going through, yeah, even some people that I know who trade that guy, Steve Morales, even to this day, they're doing really, really well. So, yeah, I think uh, with ICT, yeah, it's also no different. I think people could also definitely be profitable within that 12-month period. Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely. You're right. Um, Especially profitability itself, like you said, it does, you know, come down to psychology. You can have all the technical knowledge, all these concepts, and you can put them together. But if you don't have the psychology to, you know, manage trades and, Whatnot, and of course, I have I have a few students now, and when I say this to them, because most of them are beginners and they're starting out, I don't think anybody honestly realizes how much or like how big psychology is at the start. Everyone thinks, okay, if I learn what order blocks are, if I learn this, this, that, I'm you know I'm going to be able to use it and make money. But after you've learned everything and now you've kind of understood the concepts, that's when you realize like, whoa, like half of it is really a mental game and. Trying to like avoid trading. I think I saw you tweet about this recently as well. Like knowing when not to trade, and that's that's such a big thing because I feel like most new traders or people getting into forex, um, because you know we're here to make money. They're quite eager to essentially get a trade in, and I was like that as well. You know, every day jump on the charts, and there's now I understand the days when I shouldn't trade. But initially, before I knew that, you know, every day I had to like somehow get a trade in and try and force something on the charts, even though nothing clear was there. And yeah,
1: it is, it is a bit of an internal struggle. But 100% man. And, and just to speak on that too, real quick, mm. like this, this, is the, this is the 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 thing about that as well. It's because I think in society, right, we're kind of conditioned, like you kind of have to work for your money and stuff like that. And even with a business, right? Let's say you run a business, let's say you run an, uh, an e-commerce store, or even an online business, not even a, a brick and mortar. The reality is this, the more work you technically put in in terms of like, all right, I'm going to put in, I'm going to put in uh, work today. I'm going to like, you know, do run these ads. I'm going to do this. I'm going to speak with the VA. It's like the more you can, the more time you kind of put in, right. And, and the more leverage you can get from other people for your business, the more money you typically make, right. But with trading, it's like, it's like a polar, it's like a paradigm shift that people have to kind of understand because it's like, dude. There's only for me, at least. Right. I I mean, for scalpers, they're going to have trades every single day. Right. But like for someone who's looking for like a bigger picture type of move. Right. Depending on like the time frame that you're trading, you're not going to get that many great trades. You're going to get trades, but you're not going to have that many great trades throughout the week. You might only have like, you know, two or three that might set up really, really perfectly for what you want to do. And I think it's that paradigm shift that people have to understand with trading. It's it's the amount of like time, the amount of work you you, you have in trading in the sense of actually trading that's not the that's not the work quote-unquote all the work is like the back testing the journaling you know and I think if people can have that mindset shift of like all right the work in trading is just you know back testing journaling my trades you know what I mean and then the execution part is all like the, the, the amount of the amount of quote-unquote work you put in execution right that's not important the, the execution is important, but like me tr- executing every single day is not important because again, my trade setup, again, everyone's different, but like, let's just say the average person only finds like three trades, three really great trades, you know, then I think they just have to have that paradigm shift that, Hey man, listen, at the end of the day, not every single day is going to have a great opportunity. And I'm just going to maximize when those opportunities come in. And in the meantime, I'm going to journal, I'm going to back test. I'm going to just you know, watch trading videos to get better. And I think if that paradigm shift happens, it's going to be a lot easier to accept the fact that like, okay, I actually don't have to do that much when it comes to the actual execution part. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, So even, so going back to ICT, I guess, um, I had his mentorship, right? Um, The files and stuff. And that's because I only started trading end of last year. And they're everywhere. And I started watching them and I remember, just watching the first few videos and I was so lost and I was just sitting there thinking this (laughs) this this is about 28 gigabytes or something crazy of videos I was working through all of this and this is crazy so my mentor he's called Omar as well and he's he's also ICT chartered and I came across him and he was just coming you know into the Twitter scene he wasn't really like a you know on social media sort of person but he was I'm starting a mentorship I was like fuck it I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in this guy's mentorship and, yeah. So I've been learning from him since from, um, early this year. But another thing that you guys have in common is that you both. I think your favorite pairs are Euro USD, right? And yeah, talk talk me through that because even me learning off of him and seeing you know all the analysis on DXY and Euro USD most of the time, that's what I've adapted as well. And now that is essentially the pair that I'm always trading for. sometimes GU. So, how, of course, you've been trading for a longer time. So, and you always do speak about this, you know, sticking to like one pair or at least a couple pairs and reducing how much you trade. So, how did you kind of come down to the decision that Euro USD is that pair for you?
1: You know, there's men like it's funny because, like, I always noticed a trend that when I would get into drawdown and I would need to lock in to get out of a drawdown, I would always stick to Euro. <laughs> you know, even from like when I first started trading. Probably like because ICT, like also oh, within the mentorship, he always focused on just EU and GU. For me, I didn't personally like GU that much just because like it was like pretty volatile and I'm someone who's kind of like chill and calm. So I don't like to like, I don't like to deal with too much volatility because, you know, I don't want to feel anxious. I don't want to feel like, oh shit, this market is moving like too fast. And so but euro is like that perfect, when euro is like moving, it's that perfect synergy where you can, it's calm in the sense of like, all right, I can, I can, I can kind of wait for my entries. I'm not going to be like, you know, I don't feel rushed. You know what I mean? In a volatile market, you might have to have a quicker decision-making uh, process, right? But I just like Euros. It just, I don't know. It might also just be like through experience that because I've been trading it since 2018, I'm that's the pair I'm by far the most comfortable in. Um, And again, like when it comes to, and and, and some people are, I've seen like a lot of people talk about, well, yeah, if you have multiple pairs, you can just choose the best opportunity of those pairs. And I a hundred percent agree with that. Right. But the reality is this, man, it's also dependent on your personality. I, I can get um distracted pretty easily you know what i mean so i don't want to be flipping through five different charts six different charts you know what i mean analyzing the four hour daily going down to looking for entry on the m15 like it's just too much but also like the fact that i but this is also the reality if you do trade one pair you can't be a swing trader right like if you're a swing trader you're definitely gonna have to add multiple pairs but if you're an intraday trader and you're comfortable quote-unquote scalping Then I think there's no issue with watching one pair because if Euro is, let's say, there's it's a slow day, or let's just say it's been going through a slow couple weeks where it's just consolidating on the higher time frame, I'm very comfortable scalping it, right? I'm very comfortable looking for M5 entries, M15, and then work within, like, let's say a 30 minute or one hour framework. So it's not if you're comfortable like being on all different time frames on one pair and you can trade all different time frames on one pair. I think that's very beneficial because then your focus is going to be so locked in that, again, you can instead of like look instead of constantly trying to find something, you're just kind of sitting there waiting. And then when the opportunity shows itself, you know, you're not flipping through other charts and missing that opportunity that's that's presenting itself right in front of you. So I think, yeah, but, I, but going back to like Euro, I, I think it's just because I've been trading it since 2018 that it's just the pair I'm most comfortable with. And also, and also like whenever I flipped the counts in the past, it's always been with euro like i would always wait for a good potential move on a four hour time frame for example and i would i would be able to like you know gain a lot of positions and if that four hour move transpires i would typically have like you know be able to flip accounts and i think just the success i've had with euro just made me more comfortable with it plus it's by far the the best performing pair that i personally have had bitcoin is one of those pairs that i've kind of um i'm on and off with as well uh, i do pretty well with the with bitcoin but again bitcoin is a little bit volatile and it consolidates a lot sometimes so yeah mm-hmm. so I, that's why i primarily just focus on euro to be honest yeah i think no
0: you're definitely right because some of the stuff you're saying does resonate with me i've experimented with you know the indices and stuff um i remember at first i tried to trade us 30 and beforehand i'd only traded euro usd and some other forex pairs and the volatility difference was crazy to me. Like I couldn't handle it. And it was yeah. you know, there's massive wicks. And especially when um there's the NYSE open. So for us, that's uh two thirty PM. I think for you guys that's nine thirty. And the yeah. price action in that first half an hour. Um I, I didn't know that, you know, that's when the exchange opens in New York when I first first started. I just remember every time i was just realizing around this time around 2 33 pm there's very crazy price action and it used to just throw me off so much so even yeah even me now i just stick to Euro USD. you're right it is quite a calm pair and it does offer a lot over time and again with the swing trading and stuff of course you'll need more pairs but i think as general in traders if you have a lot of pairs on your watch list depending on how your personality is right because everyone's different it can potentially lead to a bit of FOMO, or at least that's how it was for me. And, you know, having so many charts and so many pairs, it kind of became like, I don't want to miss an opportunity on all of them. But now it's like, you know, if I've got just Euro USD, I can concentrate and not miss any opportunities on Euro USD if, you know, they line up with whatever I'm looking for. So, yeah, even me, it's the same thing. I just like, you know, sticking to the one, maybe two pairs and just keeping at it because when you trade intraday, that is all you need. Even one trade a day, or couple trades a week, really. Like you know, it's enough. But yeah, oh, so- I couldn't,
1: yeah, I couldn't agree with I couldn't agree more with that, man. It's all about the personality. Because again, if you're someone who likes lots top pairs, you can just go trade indices. You could trade GBP. You could trade gold. You know what I mean? Whatever fits your personality. But but being able to be locked in is something that's so underrated. Because again, if you're flipping through so many different charts, how focused are you really going to be? If you're trying to execute on a lower time frame, that that just that's just my personal opinion, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: So okay, cool. So you have your own um academy now, train and trade, and you have a YouTube channel. So I think you've been making YouTube videos for around three, four months. Um, I've seen some of them, um, especially the NY impulse OT video. I the second I learned that that made something major click for me, and that was a really good video. So, in terms of making you know YouTube videos, and then from there. Well, I'm not even sure which one came first, but your train and trade academy. How did you come by that idea or decide to pursue that?
1: Yes, you know no, so yeah, the YouTube uh, came first. Yeah, it's about I think it's about three months old if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, you know, I just started the YouTube channel because I've I've always um, I've always learned that YouTube could be a good source of income if you're consistent with it. Um, so I was like, you know what, I already, I feel like I have a decent. I I, I don't know. I just felt like you know what I'm gonna. I, I can make, I'm, I'm good at making content in the yeah. sense of like trading content. So, and I feel like I explained things fairly well. So let me just go ahead and make it this YouTube channel and, you know, try to grow the channel. And then, you know, cause again, with YouTube, you can make a good amount of money per month. If you get to that point where like, you know, you're getting hundreds of thousands of views. Um, Like I remember, I don't know if you know Swaggy C or if I don't know if you're familiar with him, yeah, uh, but he yes. was... Yeah, so he was on the podcast with that guy, Alex, and he was talking about how when he was consistent with YouTube, right? And he's at like the point where he's like, you know, getting a like, couple hundred thousand views. And he was consistent at it back in 2020 or so. He was making $50,000, $60,000 a month off of just YouTube. And I'm like, all right, that's that would be a great source of income. You know, I can help people out for free. Plus, I enjoy like, you know, making trading content anyways because I usually record videos for myself. Kind of in a way to teach myself again, I don't know how to explain it, but like uh, sometimes I'll sit, record a video of like you know, of breaking down a specific trade and then just re watch it later, like you know, privately. Right? It wasn't uploaded on YouTube or anything, but I was like, all right, I might as well just upload these videos, you know, and it doesn't even take too much time to honestly create, you know. So I'm like, all right, let me grow the YouTube, try to maybe possibly turn it into some sort of um revenue stream in the future and let's see what goes on with it, you know. And then with the mentorship of the academy honestly like dude so many people were hitting me up on instagram twitter um even like in the youtube comments and stuff like that so i was like all right let me just create something because as any like smart entrepreneur would do if there's a demand for something you know what i mean then it's best to kind of go like to pursue that especially because i i personally I, listen i know there's other mentors out there who probably just do it for the money but the reality is this like I, I genuinely, genuinely like to connect with people. That's why I really resonated with Twitter. And that's why I, I don't even really post on Instagram like that because I like connecting with traders. I like talking with other traders. I like, and I feel like I have a, a decent gift in terms of teaching as well. You know, and I don't know. I just felt like because I was with all the transparency I posted and stuff like that uh, on Twitter, like with the withdrawals, with accounts that I've gotten with F- FTMO, my Forex funds, the funded trader, all these funded accounts. <laughs> and the withdrawals, I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead. I'm going to open up a mentorship um, in terms of the academy. And I didn't even price it that high either. It was like a one-time fee because, again, I don't believe in like a subscription fee per se because, again, yeah, because, you know, like you don't want to put pressure on the students to necessarily have to make a payment every single month, right? If you're doing signals, that's different because you're actively doing something. But, like, if if it's pre-recorded content and you have a chat room and you just chat with everyone, just have them pay one-time fee, And yeah, it was only like 150 when I first launched and then 200 when I saw the second launch. And yeah, it's only open every few months or so now because honestly, I don't want to deal with like too many people. So that's why I'm keeping it a little bit like that. But the Academy was honestly uh, started because I had so much interest that of people hitting me up. So I'm like, all right, this would be another source of income. And I could also help a lot of people. You know what I mean? Have a private group where I can interact with people, do webinars. And again, the the more you quote unquote like teach, someone right or like the more that you talk about trading your specific style right and, and your setups i feel like the more ingrained it becomes in your mind as well so it's kind of like a value exchange as well where i'm also getting the you know by constantly talking about the, the way i trade and constantly talking about the setups i trade i just felt like it ultimately you know is going to help me as well to get better at trading because now it's like all right well you know it, it just ingrains it in your mind that much more when you're constantly repeating uh those concepts you know
0: yeah um there's a there's a very interesting podcast i always mention this i will probably mentioned it in all my episodes but human lab and he speaks about so he he talks about neuroscience and everything in the body's he got a bunch of episodes and one of his episodes is on the science of learning and teaching and he mentions that it's literally proven when you teach things to other people you also learn it better and like you're saying it gets ingrained in your mind even better you begin to understand the concepts or you know potentially just consolidate them and just understand them and I think yeah it's it's pretty similar for me because of course I've, I've got a YouTube channel as well and I teach and it I think teaching people especially people that want to learn it is I wouldn't necessarily say fun but it's it's kind of like a satisfying feeling especially when they're serious and they're eager to learn and another thing you mentioned with you know you posting all those accounts you got and being very transparent I think that attracted people to what you do because before certain people on Twitter there weren't any people really posting their results or you know this is how much I'm making live funds or you know, I'm getting yeah. this account, this account. So now there's a handful of people that do it, and I think once the majority of people around us realized, you know, okay, this person showing proof, but most of these people aren't. So the people that are showing proof and they can show their profitable traders instantly, you know, everybody wants to work with them and learn from them. it's, it's very interesting.
1: Yeah, but and like, you know the transparency. Yeah, my bad. Didn't mean to cut you off, but it's not, just- yeah. Yeah, because the, the the thing about transparency too is like you want your whoever joins to have the full confidence. I'm learning from someone who's actually able to implement this stuff. Because how many times have we, and again, I went through this with ICT because back then ICT didn't really trade. He imposed any like, dude, and it's funny because like, I'm not saying he can't trade. By the way, because I know people like to misconstrue things, but I just had no evidence of that at the time. He's proven it since. I think like he with the trading view account, even if it was demo, but the fact that he was still able to like show it, and I think he even um, someone told me that on I, I I'm not like, don't quote me on this, but they said he was trading a live account on like um a futures broker. I'm not sure honestly about that because I haven't seen it that video. Um, but nonetheless, like I I. I'm not here to argue whether or not he was making money or not or, or he can trade or not. I, I believe he can, but it's just, I didn't even know whether or not at the time when I was in the mentorship, like, is this guy even making money? And then you hear these people on Twitter saying he blew up an account before he never enters like all these like um competitions he says he's going to do. And in the back of my mind, when you're as a struggling trader you're and you're learning from someone, you're kind of like, damn, like is this guy, like is this guy, like kind of like fascinating me. Is this guy kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, cause you don't, you don't know, like when, especially when you're struggling as a trader. So yeah. I think it's just an important tool, like in terms of transparency, I mean, it's great marketing. I'm not going to act like it's not a great marketing tool, mm. but it's also it gives the people who invest their time and money with you. It's just like, all right, this guy is actually has yeah. results that I can be confident that he's implementing the stuff that he's using. You know what I mean? Because no one can yeah. dispute results at the end of the day. You know, and I think that's just a great way to kind of market somewhat, like if someone posts results consistently throughout like, you know, months on months on end, right? And then they're showing people like, and then that's the thing, I think my public telegram was also something that helped because I was posting all my trade analysis and ideas for free on there. You know what I mean? Definitely. And Every now and then I'll post like intraday trades as well. So it was, I think it was a combination of both. And I think that people should, like, I think people out there who want to start something, I don't think it's it's necessarily bad, right? But just be transparent But just be transparent with people, man. Even if you blow an account, be transparent. When I lost my 300k account with FTMO, and I posted about it, right? I could like I was. I was a little bit like, ah, oh, damn, should I even post this? But then I'm like, you know what? Like, yeah, because I know I'm getting back anyways. I, I I'm I'm that confident in myself. That I know I can pass these challenges. So let me just post it. You know what I mean? I make good money from the, from it anyways. So yeah, and and I'm telling you, man, I feel like people just want that transparency <laughs> because they want the real deal. So anyone who's out there, man, who, who may be listening to this, who's thinking about maybe starting something, I mean, yeah, I, I generally think that if you just post via transparently, you know, the wins, the losses, and you can show people that you're really doing it, you're gonna grow a following, especially on Twitter, fairly quickly. Like, and what was the book that you were recommended? By the way, I was, I was looking up on Google just now. Is it? Um, I said.
0: Uh, no, no, it's it's a it's a podcast um called Huberman Lab so he just yeah it's just all like neuroscience and all of those sort of topics it's very interesting i think you'd like it um considering you said you wanted to be a physiotherapist
1: yeah no i'm definitely gonna check that out that's what i was like wait i'm sorry you said um was the guys?
0: uh huberman i'll send i'll send you a link for it i'll send you a link on twitter oh okay, um, yeah
1: perfect perfect
0: yeah um but yeah i think do you know what it is there's Let's, if we if we take trading as a whole as a general you know this all all this forex crypto and so forth before people like us were even trading um you know let's say a decade back or so i think it's got a very bad name attached to it you know there's people saying come join my trading academy i drive a Lamborghini i live in Dubai all of that stuff right and i think it's very necessary that there are people who kind of show the reality of trading that even if you've been trading a few years, you can still blow an account. But, you know, 100. you make it back. Everyone goes through, you know, bad phases. You might have a bad week. You even have a bad month. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, when I do see certain traders, and usually these are the ones with the most followers constantly showing, you know, every month is a good month. Every month they made money. It's, it's just annoying to see because that's the trap people fall into because that's what like the average person wants to do. They want to make money every day. They want to make a lot of money, so when they see someone supposedly doing that, they instantly follow those people, not realizing what the reality actually is. And yeah, it's just it's just quite sad to see.
1: It is, bro, and it's disgusting because and this is the thing, right? Like, I've been I've been trading for for like with was for just forex, right? About like four years now, and like, dude, I've seen so it's crazy because, like you said, it's unfortunate that that's what gets the most people to buy. What they're selling like like i've, I've seen so many uh, traders over the years get caught faking uh their results via like let's say if they had like a rented mt4 server yeah. or let's just say they got caught trading a demo account and there was just so many ways i saw people got caught but because their following was so big because they did that luxury lifestyle branding and not even just forex like even like people that follow in options have gotten caught stealing signals and like like dude like it's crazy and people still buy these people's stuff, and it kind of goes to show. It's just un, it's very very unfortunate, man. You know, because these people again, there's nothing wrong with selling anything, but if you're faking a lot of stuff, like even all right, whatever lifestyle marketing is one thing, but if you are like faking your actual trading results, that's just I don't know. I just feel like that's extremely shady, and that's kind of just it's messed up, man. Because then you're teaching someone stuff that you're not even implementing, and then it, it becomes like a rabbit. It becomes like this, like um like this rabbit hole where that person is now messed up because they're learning stuff that may not really work. And then that person is like, and you know, has a bad taste in their mouth. And then, you know, it just kind of messes up a lot of people because they're going to be learning a lot of stuff that doesn't necessarily work that well, you know? And right. especially if that person is not even implementing it, it's just very, very unfortunate that, you know, people kind of get sucked up into it.
0: Yeah. Um, I think, it's yeah it is sad but a lot of us fall into it you know if if you just started trading for a new trader you've ever gone to youtube and you know you type in trading strategies or whatever and the first things that will always usually come up you know here's my how to make 10k a day strategy or how to do this and it's very like clickbait stuff where the thumbnails you know have big colors and big pictures but it's just marketing and it's i guess I guess you know it's normal it happens in probably every industry and it probably won't change and i guess with our industry in general it's it's a thing where people have to get past that you know it might take like a year it might take a few months and then genuinely start to see what trading is and really actually get onto the things that matter and start learning from the correct people is i guess i guess it's just part of the process right <laughs>
1: Oh, without a doubt, man, you nailed on the head. And that's why I think the learning curve is a little bit longer because you have to kind of be lucky to get into, to to learn from someone from the, from the jump that is actually legit. You know what I mean? Because how many times, and that's the thing, like multiple people are going to buy multiple courses throughout their time, right? That's very, very normal. But if someone could like buy courses from multiple and all those people were actually profitable and actually teaching stuff that they use in the markets that work, I think that learning curve gets cut down so significantly, but like, unfortunately someone might join, let's say, I'm not going to name any names, but like, let's just say someone on Instagram who's flexing all these cars and all this luxury lifestyle who may be f- potentially faking results. That person going to learn from that person. And then they're going to learn a lot of stuff that doesn't necessarily work. Then they're going to learn from the next guy who's also flexing of stuff that's not going to work. And then you see what I'm saying? So then they kind of have to go through that process. And by sometimes people just quit because they're like, you know what? Screw this. You know what I mean? Like this, I'm losing a lot of money. I'm, I'm spending money on all these courses. Uh, I'm not making it work. You know what I mean? And then uh, some people get filtered out, you know? So it's unfortunate, but that is unfortunately that that's the sad reality.
0: Yeah. This, this reminds me, I used to, um, when I first, first got into Forex, I, I was in a signals group chat and this was on Telegram. So this group was called capital FX, something, something along those lines. And they used to post really good results, right? And, I don't know, you can edit messages on Telegram. And of course, <laughs> I, I was younger and I was new. And I I would, of course, I'd over-risk. I'd risk probably something like 20% of the count on a trade. And, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it wasn't massive amounts anyways that I was playing with. But I used to take signals and they'd put in, for example, something like EU buy and i've bought eu and i've lost about 20 percent of my account and i've gone back end of the day and they've said the trade is like in profit 40 pips 50 pips and after being in there for i think just over a month i realized if a trade doesn't go their way they literally used to change the sell to a buy and like edit the text and the numbers and so forth and when i realized that after that i think i bought probably one one signal service I also got you know that didn't go well and then after that i just vouched to never ever you know just join any signal services i think most of the time you know there's that age-old argument of um if your trading is profitable why do you need to kind of you know sell a signal service but then for the person providing signals it's that argument of if i'm going to get paid extra for taking the trades that I'm taking anyways why not exactly. do it exactly yeah so Dude. it's it's yeah. both both you know both sides to the coin. i f- I think it is quite fair. I think more so the traders' argument makes sense. The sad reality is that there's not a lot of traders that are actually doing it correctly and you know providing. So you know in your academy, do you do signals or is it just purely education?
1: No, so uh, so with um with my academy, the way I have it structured, right? Because I don't I don't think that people are gonna I, like in terms of like what's best for the student, right? I don't think people are gonna watch a course and then become profitable. I think they all like, for, for like, and the perfect example is like when I was talking to you about how ICT had those weekly commentaries, breaking down stuff that was happening in the markets, right? And what he wants to see and like what he's expecting and breaking it down. So what I do, I have um my academy, which is all the course content with all my strategies and stuff like that, that I used to trade and all the concepts that I use. And then on top of that, it's a private discord where I have, know multiple channels where people can kind of talk about forex indices whatever they want to do crypto and also a section where i post my chart breakdowns where i pretty much just post like if i see something during the week or a big picture time frame play i'll post it in there so it's not signals it's just kind of helping people it's like a helping hand with the framework because i've already been posting all my like trade analysis from my public telegram so now i just focus it on it on my discord And then also in the beginning of every single week, like around like Saturday, Sunday, I'll have like a weekly outlook video for everyone that's going to be in like on the website. And it's pretty much me breaking down what I'm watching for, for the, for the week. And, you know, like kind of breaking out some very similar to kind of how like ICT had it, because that's how I personally learned a lot because it was, because when you, when you're applying all the concepts right on the market, that's currently happening and what you're looking for, for price to come to this level, to go to that level, what you want to see at these levels. Right then it just helps in terms of the learning curve and also i have like weekly uh zoom sessions with them every like saturday or sunday where like i pretty much answer q yeah man like the the academy is like a full it's it's genuinely an academy it's not um yeah yeah. it's not just like oh yeah you buy the course and then you're kind of left on your own to kind of fend for yourself you know what Mm. i mean Mm. my my mentor does something similar and you're you're
0: right so he does weekly commentaries as well and It I think, you know, initially I remember when he started, he used to tell us that this is what's gonna essentially help your trading more so than anything. And I I didn't really listen. I was also one of those people that thought, oh, if I learn what every order block does, rejection blocks do, and blah blah, I'm gonna instantly be able to trade. And watching the weekly commentaries over time is actually what you know shaped my trading what i used to do so if anyone's listening you're in a similar position i used to so of course he'd drop his weekly commentaries but before i ever watched his videos what i started doing was doing my own outlooks and then watching his video and seeing you know what's different if i'd done something wrong or why is he saying xyz and i might be seeing something different and once i got to the stage where i was consistently picking up the same things that he's picking out is when i realized like you know now everything's kind of sticking together starting to make sense so definitely i think um most new traders would probably overlook that and they wouldn't be as interested. i think it makes sense right a lot of people do want to get straight to the concepts and understand the tools that we use in trading but actually being able to piece it together and building that narrative and framework for price is what trading really is and even you providing that directional providing that bias is really a signal if your students know how to use it. But yeah, I think, I think it's, a, it's really the perfect way to teach.
1: Yeah. And and no, that, that's the thing. Like you, you nailed it on the head, man. It's just because, well, this is the thing first off, right? When those weekly outlooks, like they, they, is when you see the person breaking it down, and a lot of times the the exact same thing happens in the market, it builds the student's confidence as well. Like, all right, you know what, this stuff is legit. He's breaking it down beforehand, and like you said, it's somewhat like a signal. Like, all right, I'm, I'm anticipating price to go here. I've had members who passed challenges off some of the analysis that I've posted right because then they use my like the stuff that I use to enter the market. So within the academy there's like a whole section on how I enter at specific levels. So it's up to them to go through the content. Like if they if they're genuinely going through the content properly and they're they're taking their time to actually like digest the content, uh, um they're coming into the weekly Zoom sessions to ask uh, Q&As, like my my Q&A sessions, then there shouldn't be any issue in my opinion, to to kind of figure out the tricks for yourself. And that's what I ultimately want people to do. Plus the thing is with signals, man, I'll be honest with you. I don't like, if I had the, um, the confidence to do signals, I, I'm, I'm actually might like, you know what I mean? But I just don't like the stress of having every single, because you know how people are, bro. You know how people are going to be over leveraging. You can go through, uh, you can go through two losses in a row, right? If I'm go if I go through two losses in a row, and nobody knows, I'm perfectly fine. My mental state is fine. I'm not scared to take the third trade. I'm not scared to like trade. But then the problem is when you're taking losses, like let's say you took two losses in a row and everyone's watching you, it adds so much pressure to the signal provider. And then, you know, you might start forcing trades. You might be like not calling trades that might end up working because, you know, you just don't want to post another loser. And then you start to overthink it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But again, and like with signals, like most people... I just think signals is like a big disservice to people who actually want to learn too, because it's like, at the end of the day, these people, like they're not, they're not learning the set. They're just going to be kind of like depending on one person. If that person, you know what I mean? Just wants to stop it one day, then their income source is going to essentially stop assuming the signal provider was a good one. So yeah, I just think, but also, I think most people who join, like they all want to learn that. So that's something that I like about my community is like a lot of people who come, who come through the academy they actually genuinely want to learn like all right how's this guy calling these trades what what what's his insight on like all right how how's he seeing it how come he's able to get like you know that entry how's he doing this i like that because it, then it, it kind of creates that you know back and forth dialogue with the members where you know we're kind of discussing all right like you know i focus on this particular swing because of x y xyz you know what i mean I think it's, just, it's a better, op- it's, just, it's really honestly a better way for people to learn, in my opinion, where you go through weekly commentary, you don't provide any signals, but like you said, it's kind of like a helping hand, like, all right, well, I'm watching for buys at this level. Then you guys kind of have to put yourself inside of the market. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm, definitely. And if you do provide signals and they're good signals, it can lead to complacency. Somebody may join, you know, just to learn. Then now they get signals. And if the signals are good, and they're making money off them or they're passing challenges off of them they're just gonna think what's the point learning they're not they're not really gonna you know stick to it and it's just how it is it's human nature you know nobody actually well i guess most people would not want to work harder than they really need to and i guess yeah it, it just makes sense to not provide them and another thing you touched on how you know if you take two losses in a row people are just waiting for your next move and seeing is the next one going to be a loss or a win because
1: <laughs> yeah, you,
0: you, you could take two losses and lose two percent, and they're not going to see it. But somebody in your group chat could have lost twenty percent because they're definitely overleveraging. Most, especially mm-hmm. if they're new traders. So it's you know it's not a fun game, especially if you know that in your head. If you take that third loss, they're going to start making burner accounts on Twitter trying to witch hunt you. So especially,
1: yeah. it's, bro, it's, it's like you don't need that man. Like and plus, bro, again, like if you're my, this is the thing, right? Mm. I don't want to put myself in a, in a situation where like mentally I'm like, I just destroy my, my psychology because then I won't be able to trade properly because, and that's what people don't realize. Like with signals, right? You, you can be, you can think like, you know what, I'm really good at trading, but then it does, sometimes it doesn't translate well to signals because you might not have the psychological, like thick skin It takes to, like, you know, endure losses in front of other people and taking criticism from others. And this is what people don't realize, right? Who want to start signal services. You will 1,000% go through a losing streak at some point. Not because, like, you suck, but, like, dude, every single trader is going to go through somewhat of a rough period. It's guaranteed. It's guaranteed. Right? So you don't want to go through your drawn-out period in front of other people who are paying customers or taking your trades and then it becomes a shit show where like people are like, yeah, like you said, they might be making burner accounts on Twitter. They might start talking, you know, bad about you and stuff like that. And then now it gets in your head and now you're starting to doubt yourself as a trader. And then the rabbit hole continues. And then you're going to go down this this spiral, the spiraling effect, man. And it could really affect your overall trading. And I just, I personally don't want to do that. It's just, I don't think it's worth it, to be honest. Um, and yeah, again, I'd rather have the person who wants to come in, learn and get better um and then yeah and again i don't mind posting analysis and stuff like that and and specific trade ideas but i'm not i'm not there to handhold anyone with entry ops, targets you know what i mean and then look for people who are willing to do that man they especially if they do it well and they're not doing any shady stuff like the guy that you were talking about who's editing the signals (laughs) right but if they're doing it well man like props to them you know and they definitely deserve to get paid because it is not easy it is not easy to post your trades with a bunch of people watching you especially if you have a very big following
0: yeah yeah definitely so okay cool so moving on from that you you mentioned you know you're a bit on and off with bitcoin and stuff so have you ever actually you know been into trading crypto spot futures all of that stuff
1: yeah no so i I was like during the bull market i was definitely big on uh crypto yeah. because obviously like it was so easy to do like you just buy any anything that was consolidated and it'll eventually break out and mm-hmm. all you had to do is kind of just follow specific people on twitter right where they're in they're engaged in the markets they know what type like for example um I, I, i'm pretty sure you're familiar with crypto in the sense of like different um different um industries like defi yeah, yeah. gaming yeah. So like when gaming yeah. went off last year, dude, I was just buying any gaming coin from this YouTube channel and like, it would go up 3X, 4X. Mm-hmm. um, And then obviously when the market reversed, I lost a good amount of the money that I made, but I still ended up profitable last year on crypto. And yeah, and now I'm kind of just waiting for the bull market, to be honest, to trade spot, but I'll trade Bitcoin on like leverage on like FX, like, because again, it's the same technical, same stuff that I'm pretty much using on FX. I just like Bitcoin. I don't know. I think I just like being around the crypto market. So that's probably why I always still check Bitcoin every now and then mm-hmm. um, in terms of trading. Because again, like, you know, I want to be around the crypto market because again, when the bull market starts, right, if it, if the bull market happens, I mm-hmm. want to be there early. I want to be there kind of like, you know, taking advantage because last year I kind of came in a little bit late, still able to do well. But man, I'm telling you, like when the crypto bull market is there, I think, like it's the easiest market to trade. Um, obviously, like once I feel I feel like once regulations come in though, it might kill the volatility. But in the meantime, I mean, like when the bull markets are there, man, it's it's up to us as traders to kind of take advantage, do our research, kind of see which which um which coins are going to be moving, which industry is hot, you know. Because again, like you can make four to five X on your money. Not even trading leverage you know you throw in ten thousand dollars on a coin you can make that t- that ten thousand turns to 50 grand you know what i mean yeah and then crazy. the amount of stuff that you can do with that it's just it's just crazy because i've seen people flip twenty thousand dollars to over a quarter million dollars you know what i mean just trading spot no leverage you know you don't have to worry about getting wiped out with uh with leverage and and yeah
0: yeah people people made stupid stupid money off crypto especially in the last ball run so do you think do you think for Bitcoin we've seen the bottom, or where do you think the bottom will be?
1: Um, I don't honestly. Let me let me let me look at the chart right now. I'm actually have a Bitcoin chart. I actually don't think we're like done dropping, to be honest. Um, yeah, a safe. big, I think maybe like, I think a potential bottom. To be honest, like if you look at the monthly chart, like I, I would not be shocked if we got a squeeze to like thirty five k, thirty six k, and then we kind of come all the way back down to like ten thousand dollars. Um, eight thousand bucks. So maybe, maybe around the eight thousand dollar range. Cause I do, I do think we're We're due for a a very big squeeze. Cause the one thing about Bitcoin that people don't realize is Bitcoin will have some sort of significant squeeze. Um, even in bull, even in bear markets. So I could see thirty six thousand dollars, thirty seven near term. Um, and then if we reject there, right? Then we're possibly talking about like ninety four hundred bucks. Um, yeah, around maybe like under 10 grand. So we'll see. Yeah, I don't think the bottom's in though. Yeah. I yes, like think it'll, yeah. it'll take a little bit of time for the bottom to, to settle
0: in. Yeah, we definitely definitely need to see, you know, some consolidation there. That's that's what I've been telling my group as well. Um, um, one thing that I've been picking up on, so next month in August, I think it'll be a bullish month. There's no interest rate hacks, to my knowledge. And I think that might give Bitcoin a bit of time to breathe, get a bit of relief. And you know, if we I think if we break 30k. All of retail, they're they're just going to be sitting there thinking the ball runs back on, and just as they start getting happy, you know, it's it's a constant cycle with crypto because I remember, I I was a proper new, but I was one of those, you know, uh, accounts on Twitter with like five followers, just following all the big accounts, watching everyone's p- predictions, like the Moon Carl, you know, the big accounts, and they're always wrong, and it must have been December times. I thought Bitcoin is going to, you know, I think I thought there was this guy called Tech Dev, you might know. And he was posting some very interesting analysis, and he was saying Bitcoin to two hundred fifty k, two hundred seventy, based on this day or this day or I believed everything. I just full ported different coins, and yeah, it was just it was just a shit show. And yeah, it just wasn't funny. But
1: yeah, man.
0: <laughs> but yeah, um, cool. One one thing I wanted to touch on, so this is an interesting topic. I Also, you tweet about this right recently. You tweeted that traders shouldn't have partners so what's what's (laughs) what's the whole thing behind that
1: well no so i I, it wasn't that they shouldn't have partners they they gotta make sure that their partner isn't someone who's like constantly nagging and they kind of understand what that individual goes through right um and the reason why i say this personally is just like i don't like can you imagine if if you have someone who's like a significant other who as soon as you start like Talking to, like, imagine having a bad trading day, right? Like, you just went through a bad session, whatever, you're a little bit stressed out, and then this person is nagging you about, oh, yeah, about stuff that you got to do around the house or do this, you got to do that. It just at some point, dude, it just becomes too much. You know what I mean? And then it might boil over to your trading. And that's what people don't realize real life environment is going to impact your trading. If you're in a toxic environment, at your home. And again, it doesn't even have to be with significant other, but it could just be like, you know, family that you might be living with that's toxic or whatever. Like it's going to ultimately, it's it's all going to affect your trading, man. It genuinely is going to affect your trading because you're not going to be in the proper mindset to, you know, execute. You might be stressed out already from trading. And then on top of that, if you're going through a rough period in trading and then you have like a significant other or a toxic family member who's constantly trying to like talk bad about you or who's constantly nagging you and telling you, oh, you got to do this, you got to do that and you're just trying to lock in and focus like that is very distracting, you know? And I think that's the biggest reason why people have to be careful of who they keep around right Not Yeah. Not just a significant other, but like friends, family that are toxic into like their specific goals, you know, because if you have toxicity around you, right. And I had this, um, cause I like my parents were kind of, my parents were always like against me, like trading. And I understand yeah. why, you know, because like, you know, they, they, they don't really know what you know in the sense of like what trading really is, but when they think about like you're trying to make a living from like you know trading stocks, trading forex, they're going to be a little bit concerned as they should be. But then, also, but then it comes to a point where like if they're starting to like you know, sound like oh yeah, what are you doing? Like this is not working, blah blah blah, it starts to affect you. And now, now psychologically, you're thinking, all right, I gotta, I gotta maybe like you know, push on this next trade so I can prove to them, you know what I mean? And then, now you're not even trading to execute, you're trading to try to prove a point. And then that becomes very bad because then we become focused on the outcome versus task, the task. Right. And I'm pretty sure, um, I don't know if you've like listened to different psychologists who talk about trading performance and even like athletic performance, they always talk about having like this task oriented mindset where you focus strictly on just execution on journaling on, you know, executing your, uh, your setup and the outcome is you do not focus on the outcome because again, you could take a good trade, and it could be a loss but if you're so focused on the outcome then you're going to start to think that you did something wrong you're going to have this bad psychology because you're going to be like you're going to be annoyed because the trade was a loss but in the reality in terms of all your tasks and execution you did everything right but at the same time um you can take a trade and it makes money and you did something really dumb like let's say you remove your stop loss and then you start to average down which was not part of your original execution strategy, but because it was a winner, you get that little dopamine hit and then you start to do that bad habit again because you're associating that profitable P&L with that negative, um, that ne- negative execution, you know what I mean? And that's a very d- dangerous spiral to go on because that happened to me in 2019 when I was making some money, but I was like, I was doing a lot of bad stuff, but I was creating really bad habits and I was so focused on mm. the profitable PL that my mind was associating the PL with the the bad habits i was creating and then it becomes this little psychological warfare man (laughs) and then you have to kill that bad habit it takes time to kill bad habits so so yeah man i would just tell people in general going back to your original question about like keeping a toxic person around you don't really understand until you get a little bit more advanced into the game how a specific person who's around you who's negative in terms of like your trading and causing you stress and stuff like that how that person can actually impact you on your trading subconsciously like people don't resonate with that until and and sometimes they don't even some people who are not like necessarily super aware or super um reflective of like their own thoughts some people like will go through like trading and they'll be stressed out and they have a nagging partner and they might not even realize that, that nagging partner may have some sort of impact on on them executing bad you know
0: yeah and do you know what it is right I think with, with trading, us as traders, we, we can generally talk about how hard trading is psychologically and, you know, emotionally and mentally because if you talk about this stuff to the average person, a person who isn't into trading at, at all, they're going to find it very cliche. They're going to find it kind of cringe. And it's, like, it's just, you know, charts and numbers. Like how, how can you be emotional over charts and numbers? But unless you've actually been there and you've been a trader and, you know, you've been in those trades, you can't describe that feeling to other people. Trading is a game that genuinely you have to like, as you know, kind of cringe and wishy washy. It is you have to like look within yourself and really kind of shift lots of habits and like you know thoughts and mindset that you have. Otherwise, it's very very hard to be a profitable trader until you can do those things and you know build that discipline. So yeah, definitely it does matter who you keep around. Um, so like like you said, you started trading because of a friend so do you still work with that friend trade with him
1: uh i'm sorry which friend
0: so initially you said one of your friends put you on um i think it was equities and then
1: oh was yeah it the same person uh,
0: you told you about forex or
1: no that's no so the person with equities my my um uh, my roommate and like one of my best friends he no nah, he, he actually uh he actually just got back into trading he actually um got into my academy and he was like bro let's let's get it he, so he took a, like a, a big hiatus um, from trading, but he's finally got back into it. But I would, um, <clears throat> but the person that that put me onto forex, he was a futures trader. Yeah. And honestly, dude, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know if he's still trading. I haven't. He's in a group chat with us, but he hasn't really been in active that that, that active in there. Yeah. It's kind of been on social media, so I don't know. Last I've heard from him, he was like working on like he was like um. He was working like a side business as well. Like, so I, I honestly, I think I'm not sure, to be honest. I mean, I would not be shocked, man. People don't understand that this game, you could be profitable for years, man. And then it just kind of stop one day. Yeah, <laughs> You know what I mean? Because let's say your psychology is ruined or like you just don't take the game as serious. So I, I would not be shocked if, if he kind of just took a step back from trading, to be honest, because I haven't yeah. spoken to him in like months. Last time from last year, he was still trading. Now I'm not sure. I haven't really spoken to him that much this um this year. So I would not be shocked, man.
0: Mm-hmm. And one more thing I found quite um interesting. So with your parents, of course, as most parents would see it, they don't think trading is a good thing. They probably think it's gambling. So at what point did your parents kind of like make that switch? Or if they've made that switch over to being like, okay, this, you know, this actually works. And they're kind of like happy with it.
1: <laughs> yeah no even to this day man they still don't <laughs> but when, i'll say this my dad my dad because my dad's like a, he's he's entrepreneurial as well so it's like after he started seeing the results and like when i showed him like specific withdrawals and like showed him like the money actually in my bank account like it's not fake like that's when he started realizing like okay you know what this like he's actually doing well for himself he's able to actually make you know because that's what that's what people don't realize too with these funded accounts man yo, dude, you can make a full-time salary or income when you have multiple funded accounts in legit like a month or two. And then I'm not saying you could like start chilling after that, right? Because obviously, you know, like you always want to kind of try to push yourself um, and try to get, you know, try to like be, be better. But like people don't realize if you make, let's say, for example, let's just say um, like, okay, for example, right? Like throughout like the last, um, starting from like December up until June, I believe it was, I, I crossed that six-figure mark within a six-month, uh, six-to-seven-month period, right, profit. So if I wanted to theoretically, right, if I want to chill, I'm I'm someone who's like, let's say, low-maintenance. I don't really spend that much money. My bills are low. I could live off of that money for the rest of the year if I did absolutely nothing, right? I'm not mm-hmm. saying I'm going to do that, but I'm just saying hypothetically, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of traders got to realize, like, dude, this game is so – I know I'm going off off a little bit of a tangent, but it's just like – it is crazy to think that like in this game, you can make like salaries in a month. I've seen people and I've done it myself where you make like, you know, 20, 30 grand in a specific month. And like, dude, for some people, they work a whole year for that, you know? And I think we traders sometimes take it for granted. But I think once my, once my dad saw the money coming in and I started showing him the p ls and I started showing him the withdrawals hitting my bank account, that's kind of when he's like, all right, you know what? like he 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 obviously knows what he's doing he's still a little bit like cautious because obviously it's the markets and it's yeah. not it's not quote-unquote guaranteed right like a traditional mm-hmm. job is but yeah but my mom is still like a little bit paranoid but i mean mm-hmm. i understand like where they're coming yeah. from
0: yeah they it's you know it's with the right intentions they're most parents they're just stressed they want you to like have that degree and have that future but you know we we know what trading can do as you said like the amount of money is crazy and really and truly is exponential, especially with some of my friends that I've started, they're complete beginners. That's what I tell them. The further that time goes on, realistically, you're going to learn more and make more and it's just going to keep growing that way. And like, I I don't don't know how true this is, but once I saw a TikTok and somebody got private funding and they said right off the bat, they gave him 2% of the account size as, you know, kind of like a sign on fee or something. I was just like in in trading, of course, as you know, individual traders, you might not have a lot of money, even in my eyes personally, I think you know, saying you have a million to trade with, of course, in the grand scheme of things to so the average person, that's an insane amount of money. That is crazy money. You can be set for the rest of your life if you wanted to. But in the trading world, you know, in the forex markets, that's like a drop in the ocean. If that so the opportunities out there, you know, they're endless. It is crazy. But one one last thing I want to touch on before we wrap it up, right? a lot of traders So, of course you've been trading for a while and you've had to build your your like good habits break down your bad habits and a lot of traders kind of do things do things in the sense of you know gym and i see a lot of traders also say they meditate and stuff like that do you like have any habits or something you'd recommend to people to like kind of pick up to aid with that psychological side
1: yeah man honestly i think i think like um taking care of your health is super important like i could tell I can tell, and I, again, I, I honestly don't think it's just me. I think everyone out there, if they're being honest with themselves, I feel like if, you, if you're if you someone who doesn't work out, right, or let's just say you, you are someone who works out, but you've been slacking, I honestly believe that if you have a good gym routine, good um diet plan in place, you are going to execute so much better because you're not going to have that brain fog you're not going to have all those parasites in your gut that are possibly going to like you know affect the way that you think and i know some people who are not familiar with it they're not going to understand what i'm talking about but if if you're really into like health and stuff like that you'll realize like a lot of garbage that we put in ourselves is going to affect how you ultimately think and you're going to have like this cloud of judgment you might have these insecurities you might have low confidence so i genuinely believe that Uh, especially as traders especially as people who are performers right because essentially the way i view traders is like we are kind of like performance athletes right we're we're not doing physical work but we're doing mental gymnastics we're doing mental work so i think that people have to take their health into consideration make sure to like you know hit the gym or get a workout it doesn't have to be the gym right like if you like uh, biking if you like going on walks if you like running right if you like combat sports whatever it is right Or sport let's say like playing basketball whatever it is man just be active and have a good diet man because I can for me personally when I deviate from like if I take a week off from the gym right because let's say I'm just busy I don't necessarily have time right um or let's just say I'm just being lazy right because I feel like we can always make time for those things and I'm not eating well like, let's say I'm ordering out for dinner and stuff like that even though I try to keep it like somewhat healthy when I'm ordering out, but let's just say you know, like you know, you know that they're putting specific oils in your food. Like, dude, I just could tell a big difference when it comes to my execution and my focus because and my confidence levels. I feel like when I'm when I have a routine of where I'm where I'm staying disciplined outside the markets, right? Where I'm I'm going to the gym every single morning or every afternoon. I'm going to the. Uh, I'm making sure I'm eating, you know, a, a good healthy diet where I'm getting all my nutrients in. Uh, and I'm doing everything that I need to outside of the markets. I typically perform much much better. I feel like I can see like almost like the Matrix <laughs> when I'm really zoned mm-hmm. in yeah. on stuff outside the markets, you know. And I think anyone who who works out or who has a healthy diet or who takes um takes their self care like really seriously, I'm pretty sure they can also attest to that as well. Where they have better performances, they have better um they can just their focus is much better when everything outside of trading in terms of their health and wellness is taken care of so i think that's the biggest thing i'll suggest to traders because from my personal experience it's helped me and every time i deviate from it i always see it, it it really does affect my my performance yeah
0: yeah and i like i always touch on gym on the podcast and doing exercise and whatnot but food itself is also a massive thing and you anyone listening you should do your own research on this right but the food you eat when it goes to your gut it can impact so many other things things you're not even you know thinking of sometimes for some people if you're eating oily food it can give you know bad skin you can get spots and stuff like that it can affect your sleep and you know there's just so many different things so keeping it clean keeping it consistent it is a game changer of course it's hard nobody likes to do it but it's it's a bit of a sacrifice and most of the time you will feel better if you kind of take these habits and adapt them and stick to them and let's say you do it for three four months right most of the time what people will realize if you stick to these good habits of working out and eating clean if you ever fall into that trap of eating bad and not going gym you actually feel worse off and eventually you just come back on and start sticking to the good things but yeah that that was a very good point to make but it's it's been a pleasure having you on today bro um i think this has been a great episode there's a lot to take away for everyone and i really hope you enjoyed that
1: Oh, yeah, man, I have a blast. Again, I told you, man, before the podcast started, I love connecting with other traders. I just, yeah, man, I could talk about trading forever, to be honest. It's been it's a big part of my life. It's a big part of your life, you know. And, yeah, man, every trader can, can definitely resonate with that.
0: Yeah, man. And, yeah, I could definitely tell you're passionate about trading. But, yeah, that was, that was a great episode. Um, and I've got some, again, I've got some very interesting guests lined up for the rest of the season. So, everyone listening, stay tuned. Um, if you look at the description on YouTube, I'm going to drop Omar's Train and Trade Academy link, his Twitter and his YouTube link. So you can go check all of that stuff out and yeah, it's, it's just been great having you on bro. And I'll keep in touch. Have a good day.
1: Yeah, for sure, bro. Definitely message me whenever you feel like it. <laughs> right. Have a good day, bro. You too, my man man.